Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of Blade Homers and Podcasts, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation network of podcasts. Uh, it's time for our weekly handicapping show, Picks Trying Not to Suck. I got my brother, the skinny, here. Uh, we are on a ridiculous cold streak. Uh, he went, uh, I think he took the bagel last week, right? Yeah. Z- yeah. Zero, yeah, oh, 05. Yeah. You got two out of five for me, a combined two of ten. Uh, you know, not right, not much to write home about there, Skinny. No, no, not at all. But uh, I'm feeling even worse about this week, so yeah, uh, no kidding, maybe, man. This maybe is load up. Maybe yeah, load I up. mean, this is a uh, the the numbers look tight this week, and on top of that, um, I mean, you know, who knows if how many of these games are even going to be played? Yeah, it, it's it's just it's a tough year to to uh, to be a gambler on college football. That's for sure. Right. At least, you know, you, you put a pick in now and who knows, maybe, maybe, you know, you're doing your, but you're hoping for the best, but, um, anyway, uh, got a big Bedlam game also coming up for the Sooners here. So let's go ahead and get right into it. And then we can cover Bedlam at the end. That's going to be one of my five picks this week. So I'll save that one for the end. I'll go ahead and start us off here. Um, let's see here. My first pick is a, American game. It is a big one in the American, actually one of the games of the year. Cincinnati traveling down to Central Florida. And uh, this is a revenge game here for, they're the Golden Knights, right? Central Florida yes. Golden Knights? Yes. 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 It's Army's the Black Knights. They're the Golden Okay. So Central Florida, it's a revenge game here. Um, you know, Central Florida season kind of went sideways early in the season with the uh, loss to Tulsa and then another heartbreaking loss to uh, Memphis. But they've actually played fairly well uh, down the stretch here in the last three games. I realize Memphis is a juggernaut at this point. But, uh, you know, this is a spot where I feel like with uh, the the kind of firepower that Central Florida has, I like uh, I like a team like that getting points here, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, take the six with Central Florida. Ooh, ooh, okay. Yeah, it's tough to go against Cincinnati this year. They've been pretty good to me, but <clears throat> I can yeah. see it. Yeah, and they're playing they're playing for style points too. So, um, all right. So that's my pick. First pick, Skinny. What are you going with? Uh, what's your first? Okay, uh, I'll start in the Big Twelve. Uh, a, a big matchup uh, with with uh, you know Big Twelve championship uh, aspirations on the line here. Uh, K State going to Iowa State. Um, you know, obviously K State is kind of kind of falling back to I, I think what we thought they were, um, but uh, which is not very good. Um, but but ten and a half just seems like a big number, <laughs> which scares me. Maybe there's a reason they want me to jump on this, but. I mean, these two teams and kind of style of play, and I mean, this isn't your typical Big 12 uh, kind of shootout, right? So I'm going to take K-State getting 10.5 going into Ames. All right, that's K- Kansas State plus 10.5. Um, yeah, you know, that one I went back and forth on. I think I picked it like 24-16 for Athlon. I uh, I just don't know the the one thing that scares me about Kansas State is their offenses look rough the past couple of weeks since uh, Skylar Thompson went out and they made that switch. But all right, so that is Kansas State plus ten and a half in Farmageddon. That's another one uh, where I have a feeling people are going to be watching uh, late in the week to see if that that one goes down because uh, supposedly Kansas State's having some COVID issues. So one to watch there. 
All right, let's see here. My second game. Oh, man. It's, you know, I have a hard time going against Hugh Freeze, you know. I mean, but uh, I like NC State in that game uh, this weekend. You got Liberty uh, going there to uh, Raleigh. Uh, NC State laying three and a half. That's a really good offensive team. It's kind of flying under the radar. Uh, Liberty's also really good on offense. I just, I don't, I think they're going to have a hard time stopping the uh, Wolfpack. Uh, I think the uh, the real play here is probably the uh, over. I haven't looked at the uh, the total, but um, I like I like the Wolfpack here. Go ahead, give me NC State minus three and a half against what's probably going to be a pretty trendy underdog this week. Yeah. Now, is it, was this game always scheduled in this slot? Is this a re? Are they? It's it's just an interesting time for this game to be played, but. Um... Yeah, maybe it is one of those ones where they're re- where they're making it up, but I'm I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Oh, the total uh-huh. here is 66. So, yeah, my guess is, I mean, the winner of this game is probably going to be up in the 40s. Uh, just my guess, but yeah, no, that that's so, not a bad idea. Yeah, but uh, the official pick is NC State minus three and a half. All right. All right. What's your second skin? And, all right, it's going to be heavy uh, Big Ten this week. I just it, mm. there weren't a lot of options because I was staying away from Pac-12. But um, yeah, God, that's a that's a you want to talk about a crapshoot? Pac-12 is a crapshoot right now. Yeah, really. So I, I'm looking at Purdue going into Minnesota. Um, Friday and this night. This is just sort of yeah. This is just sort of a play where I mean, obviously Minnesota's been been bad. Uh, I think we thought they'd be a little better, right? But um, and I guess too, you know, I think about the like the Pac-12, the Big Ten, these conferences. You know, you started late, you get off to a clunker of a season if you're in the Big Ten, and and I, I just I don't see how a lot of these teams just don't kind of fold, um, like a Penn State, right? Michigan maybe, uh, and I'll kind of put Minnesota in that same boat. And, and I've also, you know, I, I you know, there's a lot of mediocrity, you know, kind of outside of Wisconsin and um, Ohio State in that Big Ten. But I think Purdue is kind of right in that boat with a lot of these teams. So I will take Purdue, even though they're the favorite, uh, two and a half uh, going into uh, Minneapolis. Yeah, that one, uh, man, I, I just don't have a feel there. I haven't I haven't seen any of Purdue. Uh, I mean, what I have seen of Minnesota isn't good, though. So that, that, that at least makes a little sense. Um, I've got a Big Ten game for you. Ohio State taking on Indiana. I've faded Indiana so far, and they've killed me. But I just am not convinced that this team is, you know, anywhere near, uh, you know, the same caliber as the Buckeyes. I feel like uh, Ohio State is really going to get a chance to stretch its legs here. It's an early kick uh, there um, at the horseshoe. And uh, one thing to note about Indiana is they're getting a ton of points off of turnovers and short fields, something like Eight of their 22 scoring drives this year started uh, inside their opponent's 50, inside the 50. Uh, so, you know, I just, I don't think they're going to get those kinds of mistakes from Ohio State. And uh, I have a feeling that uh, at the end of the day, the depth here of the Buckeyes is going to uh, stretch this lead out big time. I'll go ahead and take the, uh, take the Buckeyes to roll, lay the 20 and a half. All right. Well, I, I guess... Uh... Great minds think alike because I'm looking at the same game for you know a lot of the same reasons as you. I mean, Indiana, nice story this year. Don't get me wrong, but 
Um, this is a huge step up in competition. And, and I also think the thing they've done is probably gotten Ohio State's uh, attention a little bit, right? Um, Ohio State coming off a bye week, right? Well, not a bye, but a week in which they did not play. Um, I think uh, I think they come out and hammer Indiana pretty good. Yeah, they need, right, you so. know another team that needs style points, right? If you're thinking playoffs, yeah. limited yeah. games. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So you're taking Ohio State minus twenty and a half. I'm taking. Okay, so yeah. we're in agreement there. Yeah. All right. Uh, I went against Penn State last week and uh, got the fortunate cover there with Nebraska plus three. I am going to go the opposite way this week. I am back on the Nittany Lions. Uh, you know, the the thing that scares me here uh, about Penn State is that, you know, there's a very, very good chance that they have just, that they've quit on the season. Uh, but I felt like watching them last week against Nebraska, they uh, had a little life there after they made the switch at quarterback, uh, taking out Sean Clifford and going with uh, Will Levis, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Uh, you know, Nebraska also had some uh, kind of cheap points there. You know, I think they took a fumble in for a uh, for a touchdown. They got a score off of a short field on interception. So I think that, uh, you know, as concerned as I was about uh, Penn State, maybe they got a little life here. Maybe they're starting to play for next year, and uh, you know they'll get some young guys in the mix. But I think uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, you know if if they you know I realize this is their fifth game, so if they burn me again, they burn me. But I'll go ahead. I'll take the Nittany Lions at home plus two and a half. I guess over Iowa. I, I guess probably you know they win straight up. Mm. Wow, I don't know. I might go the other way there, but okay. I, I mean, I was playing pretty well, but I, I just I felt like Penn State really had a spark there in the second half. Okay, all right, all right, Skin. What is your fourth? Uh, man, staying in the Big Ten. Um, I've got Wisconsin going to Northwestern, and I, I've been, uh, you know, I've been pretty high on Northwestern so far this year, and and you know, don't, I mean, Wisconsin's look great, but uh, you know. What Illinois and uh, Michigan, not exactly a lot to write home about this year. Um, you know, but I still think that Wisconsin team is pretty dang good. Um, and, you know, again, Northwestern, a nice team. You know, they're getting a lot uh, a lot better quarterback play. What, they're trans- he transferred from Indiana, right? Um, uh, Peyton Ramsey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and better quarterback play this year for sure, but I still think Wisconsin wins this one pretty easy, go, you know, going into uh, Evanston. So, um, yeah, I'll take the Badgers. All right, so that is Wisconsin. Last I saw that, that was at seven. Is that right? Oh, yeah, sorry. Did I say seven? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I wasn't sure, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I looked long and hard at that one. I don't know how Northwestern is going to score in this game. Uh, I mean, that offense is pretty plain Jane, and, uh, you know, they just uh, – I don't, I don't know. I don't see it happening. So, um, like I mentioned, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a pick on the OU game, which we say for last. So I'll go ahead and let you uh, give me your fifth. All right, uh, switching it up here. I'll go to the SEC. Looking at Tennessee going into Auburn. Uh, you know, this uh, Auburn is minus eleven, and that spreads a little thicker than I would like. But you know. Tennessee, you know, a train wreck, obviously. Um, Auburn, you know, now they haven't played since October, right? Right, but, yeah. Um, 
and, you know, it was LSU, but they kind of looked like they were starting to get some things together in that game, uh, particularly on offense. I kind of have a feeling Auburn kind of comes out here and rolls. So I'll take Auburn laying the points. Yeah, this is one where, you know, the one, th- the one thing that would scare me off is that, you know, I, you'd worry about Tennessee really, and Jeremy Pruitt really feeling the heat there because, uh, you know, if you can't get Auburn this year, uh, you're going to be, you know, in, in your Tennessee year, th- that's just a sad state of affairs. So that Auburn team is not very good. Uh, but, you know, I, uh, I, yeah, for me it's a stay away game there, but yeah, neither of those teams really really do anything for me. So, all right, okay, let's go ahead and talk a little bedlam. Um, you know, breaking this game down, this the strange thing is this year is I feel like actually the story is really the two defenses on these two teams. Right. I mean, the irony, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely is. I mean, these. Are, you know, I think I said a couple of weeks ago that I thought you know. Oklahoma State may be one of the better, you know, defenses we've seen in the Big 12 in the last handful of years. And as crazy as it would sound after, you know, opening two and two, I, gosh, I would put OU right there, if not, if not better, maybe, um, than OSU on defense. So, um, yeah, I, I completely agree. This will be, it'll be an interesting matchup. So, how much of OSU have you watched this year? Uh, I watched a lot of the Texas game, the Iowa State game, um, and, and some of that K-State game when when the K, uh, OUK game got out of control. So, because you know, the one thing that stands out to me, at least watching uh, watching the Texas game in particular, is like their offensive line could not block Texas's front. I mean, Texas lived in the backfield, and I mean that is not a particularly strong. I mean, it's a fine group up front there, but I mean, OU really kind of pushed those guys around on the ground, you know? Oh yeah, completely. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, um, but yeah, like you're saying, I, I think uh, that's a probably one of the bigger mismatches of the game right there. It's just that, that OU front versus that D line. Yeah. Yeah. You know, looking at, at, uh, Ohio, uh pardon me, God, Oklahoma State, uh, you know, the Pokes, uh, they've got – it's funny because the defense is good. There aren't a ton of guys that stand out, you know, where you're like, oh, man, I mean, like, those dudes are good. But, like, you look at their secondary, for example, and it's just such a really, like, just – they're just solid everywhere, you know. Uh, so, you know, thinking about, you know, kind of keys to this one, you know, how OU's receivers get separation to me is a, is a big one because, uh, you know, like I mentioned, OSU's defensive backs are really good. Yeah, and and you know OU's receivers have been a bit up and down, right? I mean, there's there's no CD Lamb over there or Hollywood Brown, right? I mean, uh, a lot of young guys that that can certainly play, but um, and, but you know, it really haven't showed us much against the quality secondary, right? So, um, that that'll be an interesting matchup as well. So do you think that uh, Lincoln Riley is uh, playing games with the health of uh, Rattler, Spencer Rattler and Stogner? I don't think so. I mean, I, 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 you know, I wouldn't put it past him, but I, I kind of don't think so. I mean, do you? I mean, Rattler, I, I, I think he'll be good to go. I, you know, he wouldn't have kept him out there if uh, last week if it was any, any big deal. Stogner, I mean, I don't know if he's really commented on it. Uh, you know, 
I'm sure that he'll try to play, but um, I mean, it sounded pretty rough, man. Like when, like the, just the description of how he was kind of holding up, uh, you know, afterwards. Uh, I think it was Gabe Eichert said that he, you know, went to the uh, just going, even just going into the locker room at halftime of that game against Kansas, where he took that shot to the uh, kind of the shin knee area, that he just looked like he was really struggling. Um, like I said, I think he'll give it a go. But uh, I don't know if we'll. I don't. I, I don't know how how effective will be. Now the good news is, I guess, supposedly Braden Willis is coming back this week. He's not been quite as dependable as a receiver, from what I can tell, relative to Stogner, but still pretty good. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Stogner has definitely become a, a kind of a, a safety a safety net there for um, Rattler in a lot of ways. So. Um, but yeah, Braden Willis, you know, they, uh, oh, just lost some options, right? Braden Willis and Hall and, and some of those guys, but, uh, Stogner, Stogner would be a big mess. So if, okay. So if you're thinking, okay, what is the one thing in this game that would concern you the most about, uh, you know, at least on OU side? Oh, that's a great question. I, to me, I, I just think it's, it's Rattler and, and turnovers, right? I mean, the last time we really saw him in a big game was Texas, and and there was some good stuff there, but boy, there was a lot of bad too. And and uh, you know, I, both these quarterbacks, you know, young quarterbacks have kind of been turnover prone. Um, you know, I think that could be a big turning point for either team, uh, and, and certainly for OU as well. Uh, you know, just kind of personally, I I think OU is better, and I think OU wins. You know, but for something like that, turnovers. Right. So you got, do you have a final score or a, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, I mean, I'll use a touchdown favorite here. So, I mean, how, how do you see it playing out? I, I think, oh, you uh, I kind of think, oh, you beats that number. Like if I was putting money on, I, I would, uh, if it was, if I, you know, didn't swear off betting on, OU, yeah, that would be one of my five picks this week. I think I'd take, oh, you laying the points. Um, uh, I think they kind of come out and win this one you know, maybe by, by 10 to 14 at the end. Yeah, you know, I uh, I did the write-up for uh, Athlon Sports for this one. I had OU 28-20, um, which is a, you know, it's a low-scoring game. I, I do feel like, back to the totals, I feel like maybe the under is the best play here. Uh, you know, but uh, I, I feel like at the end of the day, OU, OU wins this one. Uh, it will take some bad mistakes, like you mentioned, I think, from Rattler. Um and, you know, I feel like if, if one side is going to, uh, you know, blow the other out, that would be OU. But uh, something tells me the Pokes keep it close just because of the quality of that defense. They can, uh, you know, keep OU out of the end zone often, often enough to keep the margin manageable till the end. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that definitely. I mean, I mean, OU is not going to move the ball like they have, the, you know, the past couple couple of times out, right? So Yeah, no, yeah, no um, chance there. All yeah. right, but it um, definitely helps having Stevenson back, though, as opposed to, um, you know, some of those early games where they struggled against, you know, say in Iowa State without him. But, right. I mean, he runs so well. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things. That I'm assuming he's going to be off to the NFL after this season. But if he decides to come back, man, that that for another year, that would, I mean, OU's backfield is loaded next year. Yeah, boy, there's a lot of guys you think about. Boy, if they just come back. Right. Yeah. Ronnie yeah. Perkins, uh, you know, those types. Uh, yeah. Be really Win- good. Winfrey so. is another one yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Was he, he can go now? I can't, cause I can't I remember. I think he, he can. Yeah. Was yeah. Two years and then, yeah. 
so this would be his third season, so he could go, but uh, he might need another year to uh, kind of show that, that his head is uh, where his head's at and whatnot. You know, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, so just to recap real quickly, uh, my five. We've got UCF plus six, North Carolina State minus three and a half, uh, Ohio State minus twenty and a half, Penn State getting two and a half, and I'll lay the seven with the Sooners. Uh, Skinny is going with uh, Kansas State plus ten and a half. He's got uh, Purdue laying two and a half, uh, giving the twenty and a half with Ohio State. Also, just like me, Wisconsin minus seven. Auburn minus 11. So uh, that's it. There are your picks for this week. Best of luck, Skinny. Thanks, man. It should be a fun one uh, with, with uh, Bedlam this weekend. Night game, finally. So I know. The first Bedlam night game in uh, Norman ever. I know. It's kind of crazy. Right? right. Like, you you think about the game. Like, I've seen plenty ending at night, but I guess thinking back on it, they probably were all afternoon kicks. So. Friday afternoon, yeah. Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. All right, yeah. All right. Well, thanks to the skinny for joining us as he does every week for picks, trying not to suck. Uh, and while I got you guys here, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, wherever it is you get your podcast. Give us a five-star review if you feel so inclined. Uh, we'd much appreciate that. All right. Thanks to y'all for joining us too. For the Blatant Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.